Hey, what's up? This is Amy Williams, and this is The Amy Williams Show. So today's episode has a new vibe going. I'm trying a few new things. You know, we don't grow if we don't try something new. So we got a new format. Today's episode is with Liz Bohr, and I am super excited. She is a marketing strategist and sales funnel coach. Uh, She's passionate about helping purpose-driven entrepreneurs create unlimited impact and income through profitable value-packed online courses. The conversation that we had was so phenomenal. She is amazing. She helps online businesses start, grow, and scale through automated systems, paid traffic campaigns, direct response copy, and it just, it's incredible. So uh, I know that if you have not been living under a rock, then you know all about funnels and how to uh, how how impactful they can be for your business. So this uh, episode is for you if you're wondering, should I start a course? So this this episode, she goes over the top three things before you launch your first course. And we go into a few do's and don'ts and things like that. So uh, buckle up. And I do have to do a little disclaimer here. So if you're an OG and you've been listening and you think, why does your voice sound like that, Amy? It is because I have been having a cold for like over a week. And you know, it just is what it is. We still keep moving. It's not COVID. It's just a cold. It's a stuffy, runny nose with a cough. And it's so not fun. Um, and I had to reschedule some interviews because there was no way um, that in that moment I could record, but here I am, uh, sounding a little raspy. And then, uh, also the other thing would be, uh, with Liz and I, our internet connection was not the best, but we are pushing through with imperfect action. So there are a few spots that are a little glitchy and, uh, just push through and keep listening. Um, it's not your phone. It is this, uh, recording, but, uh, it is still super full of gold information. So uh, Liz, thank you so much for being on this episode and for this conversation and your super incredible knowledge. All right. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Amy Williams Show. I am your host, Amy Williams, and this is season two. I'm so excited. And here I'm all about motivating and encouraging strong Christian businesswomen. I want you to know that whatever you may be facing in your life, you're not alone. Successes and failures are shared here, and not just by me, but by incredible guest speakers as well. So glad you found this podcast. Let's dive in. All right, so today's episode, we have Liz Bohr, and I'm so excited for this conversation, Liz. Thank you so much for being on the show. How are you? Thank you, Amy. I'm so excited to be here, too. We're going to have so much fun today, so much to chat through, so I'm really excited uh, to connect with you and share all of the tips and tangible strategies with your audience. Yes. So we're going to dive right in. Um, Before we get into the tips, why don't you kind of like rewind and just kind of give like a how you started um, in the course creation, funnel building, all the things that you do. 
Yeah, sure. I actually, if we go way back to the beginning, I started um, my career in corporate. So I worked for a handful of large major brand media agencies, helping them to create sales pages, helping them to manage their million dollar ad campaigns, um, and did some really unique things for big brands like Stitch Fix, Fabletics, Ford Motor Company. I worked for Hulu for a while, um, but it wasn't until I started working with some startup companies that I realized that there are so many women specifically, because that's who I love deeply to, to really help female entrepreneurs, but I realized that there was this huge gap in the market for people that were so passionate, had these amazing crafts, had these amazing passions, skill sets, gifts that they were wanting to share with more people, move away from a one-to-one style service or move away from just helping one person at a time to a one-to-many model, which is you know what a digital course really allows us to do, helps us to impact more people within the same amount of time. And I realized that so many people had all these amazing gifts, but they were really struggling with the way to market their gifts to these people to get them to take action. Because as you know, you can share your passions. And when you love something so much, you can talk about it nonstop, right? Mm -hmm. But it's hard to to really motivate and inspire someone that has no idea who you are to help them to understand how you can solve a problem for them. And that's really where, you know, I, I started to move towards helping female entrepreneurs to learn how to craft their sales pages, how to create an automated follow, follow-up system like an email sequence um, to be able to not only impact more people, use the right words and messaging, but also to create a bigger impact and be able to, you know, achieve the financial and personal freedom that they were looking for. I feel like you're saying all of the right words right now, (laughs) because I think that is so like, we're so many and and myself included people get stuck. I think there's so many things as an entrepreneur that when you start, you're like, yeah, I'm going to start my own business. And then you go, holy smokes. I did not know that I was going to have to do all of these extra things when really all I want to do is this. Um, so I love that you're like, Hey, there's a space that's missing and I need to fill it. So how long have you uh, been in business? So I've had my agency for about two years now. I'm helping online entrepreneurs, specifically women coaches, female business owners to, um, start, grow and scale their online courses and membership sites. So it's been really incredible to work with people from all over the country. I'm in the States. Um, so all over the U S and I've gotten to work with people internationally as well. So it's been a really incredible journey so far. That's so exciting. That's so fun. And that's, what's so incredible about, um, just being an entrepreneur right now is that there's unlimited potential. I mean, you can be working with someone 
anywhere, right? Mm-hmm. We've got to love the internet for certain things. And that right? is one of the things. <laughs> Not <laughs> all things are good, but <laughs> that is. All right. So let's dive in. You are going to talk today about the top three things that every entrepreneur needs for courses before you launch your course. We're going to dive into the top three things that most people forget to do or don't realize that they need to do before launching their course. All right. The floor is yours. All right. (laughs) Okay. So I would say the very number one thing, and this might, you know, irk people the wrong way, but I would say the number one thing is that you need an email list. Social media is amazing and it gives us the opportunity to connect with people all over the globe, like we were just saying. However, on the organic side, we are not controlling the message that all of our posts are seeing. Not everyone is going to see your video. Not everyone is going to see your reel. Not everyone is going to see your post or story, which means we aren't able to control the frequency the cadence or the message that those people are seeing. We can't control the order that they are seeing it or reading it in, which means our message could be scattered. When we are in a launch or gearing up to launch a paid product, it is really important, especially when you are starting out. It is so crucial and important to be able to control the message that your audience hears Mm. because we need to frame their mindset. We need to open their hearts and minds to be able to be open to buying from us, especially when they may be on the lower end of the awareness scale, meaning they don't know exactly who we are yet. Maybe they have read one post of ours, or maybe they have you know, seen a live stream or a video from us, they're starting to warm up to the idea of like, oh, Amy, hey, Amy, hey, Liz, like, I love what you're doing. Maybe I would be interested in, but I don't know everything quite yet. If they are on your email list, we can control the message that we are sharing. We can warm them up much faster than we would be able to do on the organic side. So at this point, you might be thinking, okay, how many people do I need on my email list? And I would say it really comes back to thinking about what your goals are, especially when you're launching for the first time. If you, I'm a a data junkie, so I always like to look at data and numbers to steer my marketing decisions. But if we just use an industry standard of about one to 2% conversion rate, on your email list. People on your email list will convert at one to 2%. We can take that number and kind of just work backwards towards how many sales we want to make. And that will help us to to know how many people we need on our email list before, um, you know, pre-selling or launching our offer for the very first time. That's a really low conversion rate. That's the industry standard, huh? Mm-hmm. Wow. And that would be for everyone on your email list. <laughs> like. Right not a hot list that you might create of people that are really, really excited and ready to buy from you right before you launch, for example. That's going to be overall, like including those people, free fans that might take 
you know, three to six months to warm up to buying from you. It might be some people that are not your ideal customer. So remember that that's your total, total number of subscribers. Um, But you can create things like, you know, hot lists before you go live so that you can bump your conversion rates up on your email list. That's interesting. I love that though. I think uh, that's really if you don't have an email list or you have a small one, I feel like one to 2% is so discouraging. <laughs> like I've got 10 people, a 2%. Yeah. That's not, that's not very high, but that's why it's important to grow that email list. Right. Right. And that's keep yeah. in mind that is, is only your email, right? Like if right. you are launching with a webinar, for example, you're going to be selling on that webinar and a portion of people that have attended your webinar presentation will be buying from you post webinar on your webinar, your webinar might convert at 5%, right? right. So yep. it's just perspective of your total number of subscribers that people that have been on your list for, you know, three months versus people that just got on it last week. That makes sense. I'm not a data as a numbers person. I'm trying to be, but I'm I'll not. get you there. It's all right. <laughs> simple number, simple math is all we need. That's all we need. Then we're good. You know, but if yeah. you start putting like X, Y, and Z in there, then I'm out. No thanks. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that number one, need an email list. All right. Number two, Okay, number two, as you start to get ready to launch your offer, here's something that you might love is I don't believe every course needs a Facebook community. It kind of has become, right? Like I am like <laughs> so thankful you said that. I just, this is subtle sidetrack, side I know, but I just got off a call with um, a potential VA and I was like, I want to do everything, but I do not want a Facebook group. I'm so over it. And that's so funny that you said that it like so relieved me. I'm like, I, I'm so, I am in so many groups. I'm like, I just, no, I just don't want, I don't want to, I don't want to. Okay. So not, you don't have, I mean, they're still good if they work for you. Right. But you don't have to is what you're saying. Our Facebook community can be a lot of work. When you are launching for the very first time, you do not need a Facebook group. It kind of has become somewhat of an industry standard inside of the online education space that you have to have that check off the box. You know, when you're writing out everything that's included in your offer, it's like, okay, check Facebook group. Let's just take that out for a second. Take a step back and think about one, are we going to be able to support our people at the level that we want inside of this community? If the answer is no, If it overwhelms you or sounds like it might be stressful, if you don't have an extra person to manage that group, I'm going to say this, do not include a Facebook group community inside of your course. You are my new It's a lot of work. (laughs) It's a lot of work. It is. And, you know, a lot of people, when you're first starting out, especially, it takes some rhythm catching up to get the group into like a nice flow that you can kind of remove yourself out of. So you're not the leader of that group, right? 
But if we are doing a million other things, especially if you are also a service provider, you have one-on-one clients or you have other things that Mm -hmm. you are working on, a Facebook group is probably going to drain your energy more than it's going to benefit your group. So instead we could include things like, I don't know, let's think about other ways that we could support our community outside of a Facebook group. Could you do an extra Zoom call? That's just one hour. You get on the call, you answer some questions and you are done. You aren't having to be chained to your Facebook community, checking in on it every hour, you know, or once once a day. It's just one Zoom call and you're kind of in and out. I was just, I'm so glad you said that because I was just going to ask, um, do you recommend something else if it's not a Facebook page? Because I think I've looked at, at Telegram. I've looked at, what is it, uh, Slack or uh, whatever. Like there's Patreon. There's so many different ways to build community. Yes. Um, are you saying like whatever that box is, just take that whole box out, whether it's a Facebook group or anything else while you're starting? And you're I would say. An extra. You know, yes. I would say that. Oh, I love that idea you know, you really have to look at the the type of course you are creating. If you're creating a beginner, like 101, you're only teaching one main concept type of course. Like for me, if I was just creating a course to teach people how to craft and design a high converting sales page, I don't need a Facebook community for that. Instead, I could have a hot seat call or a set, you know, office hours, quote unquote, time period where people might be able to get feedback on their copy, on their designs, you know, making sure their colors are looking nicely and things like that. So that they still feel supported, but I don't have to be there every hour of every day supporting them and giving them feedback when I can't support them in that way. And I don't have a VA to do that. The third most important crucial step to to do before you are launching your course is going to be number three, add value to your offer over discounts. So we're going to add some bonuses or extra things that people will love instead of discounting our offer. A lot of people will ask me, what do I price my course at? Do you, is this price appropriate? You know, and they'll show, show their price to me. And the thing I always tell them, instead of discounting your offer, because what discounting does is it trains our audience to want a discount from us instead of purchasing our offer at the value that we really want to sell it at. So what are things and how do we create some urgency or scarcity using some disappearing time-sensitive bonuses while we are offering our paid product? We can do this instead of discounting our offer or creating a coupon code or something similar. So I always recommend to have a fast action bonus. If you do nothing else, just incentivize people in a way that's really exciting for them 
to jump into your program. It incentivizes and rewards people that are going to be your fast action takers by giving them something of high value. value. Remember, we are trying to attract our perfect customer. So we really want to understand who our perfect customer is going to be. And that bonus is going to be the most valuable, most valuable to that person rather than, you know, hey, as the course creator thinking about, oh, hey, what can I, what can I offer that is, you know, a freebie or or a downloadable? We really want to take a step back and think about what is going to really help this perfect customer to achieve the success, that transformation that you are promising with your offer faster? What's going to help them get through the program and not get stuck? Those are my favorite bonuses to offer. I can't even stand how much I love you right now. (laughs) Like, I think, so there was, um, oops, there was like maybe two years ago where I started creating my course and I put it all on, um, what was it? Uh, teachable. So I put, I put this all on teachable. I was using the free version and man, I was so bummed. Cause I think I spent like almost two weeks doing it and I logged in one day and it was all gone mm-hmm. and I panicked and honestly, no. it's a blessing in disguise because I wasn't ready by any means. Um, even though I wanted to be right. Um, so I'm glad that it didn't, it didn't work. But I was so mad. I can't even tell you how many hours I had like everything outlined, all the stuff in there. I just was working on putting like videos in and audio parts in, but everything else was done. Um, but oh now gosh. that I'm in a space where I'm like, I, I would love to visit that idea of a course again. I love that there's those things that hold me back, like the Facebook group. I have a Facebook group. And if anybody that's listening is in it, I'm sorry. Like, it's just, it's so far on the back burner because it's so much work to nurture and, you know, keep your engagement and all it's like, there's just so many other things that are important and that's just not it. Right. Yeah. It's, it's challenging. And one of those things that I think leans a lot of people more towards discounting their offer. One of them is, you know, those limiting beliefs, those negative thoughts like stuck in our head. I'm launching our course for the first time, thinking about, is someone going to buy this? Is my price the thing that is going to hold people back from buying? And so then we discount, we throw the kitchen sink of content inside of the offer and our course becomes so overwhelming and a lower price point that as the course creator, as the person hosting, it becomes not even something that we become passionate about anymore. And then our students are not served at the level that we want them to be. So I would say first things first, kick out those negative thoughts. You are worthy of having this offer. You can validate it before you are completing it by pre-selling it. You know, there's ways to validate your offer, validate your price, validate your title, before you're offering it, there are ways to build confidence into our, into our offer and our program before we're ever offering it. And the second thing I would say is nine times out of 10, someone is not purchasing 
because of price. They're not not buying because your price is too expensive. How many times have we, you know, bought that $3,000 program and it sat on the shelf, right? It's not the price point that is keeping us from buying. It is probably your messaging. It's probably your copy. It's probably some emotional, um, you know, what I call magic words that we are not using to help people to understand what the offer is. It's not a product. It's an offer, something that we are giving other people an opportunity to join, to get a solution solved. And nine times out of 10, it's not going to be your price point. So I just challenge you, Amy, and anyone else listening to, you know, don't worry about discounting. Instead, try adding a time-sensitive bonus that might go away for people that um, are on the fence, those fence sitters. You know, you can think about ways to help and incentivize them with bonuses, or just take a look at your funnel. It might be it might be something that gaps inside of your funnel that you could add an extra email. Um, you could say and speak a message in a different way. Do some studying and profiling of your customer to really make sure that you know and understand what their pain points are, what their desires are before you're before you're launching your offer. Um, and, and those are things that steps that you can take instead of discounting. And I guarantee that you will be more excited about your offer because you're not trying to chop the, the price before you go live. I love that. I think that's so that's another standard or something that you're seeing in the industry a lot is like, let me beef up all of these numbers and put them at this high price and then say, oh, but today, and then they slash it. I'm like, okay, we've all seen it so many times that it's not new. So then it makes me wonder, you know, is that first thing really worth what you're pricing it at? Or are you pricing it higher so that you can slash it and sell it at the original price that you really want? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think I did that too, when I first, um, my, my first launch and it was like, okay, I'm going to price this all right here because this is the goal that I'm trying to sell it at. So I upped everything ended up like, what is that? Kohl's Kohl's is known for that. Like, you know, they're always doing sales or whatever, but it's yeah. really the normal price. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I love that you're saying that I do have one other question for you that is not in your top three list, but as a course creator, what are your favorite must have tools in your toolbox? Um, mm, for, that's a, not just for you, but for your clients as well. Mm. Yeah, that's a great question. And Amy, I can send you a link as well to some of my favorite tools. I have uh, a landing page solely dedicated to my some of my favorite tools. But I would say based on the top three things that we were talking about, number one, the easiest way to create time-sensitive bonuses and automate that process is my favorite tool to use for that is deadline funnel because it allows you to create unique um, funnels for each person that might be going to your sales page, for example. Um, so deadline funnel is definitely my favorite tool for that. Email service provider, since we talked about um, having an email list, my favorite email service provider um, there are a couple. I personally use ConvertKit. Um, it's one of my favorites. Uh, my clients, two others that are 
really popular with my clients that we create funnels within our also active campaign and uh, Flowdesk. One thing I will say on the email service provider is, you know, Kajabi, a lot of people use as an all-in-one platform. And while I do love Kajabi, I do believe in having a dedicated email service provider for all of your emails. Um, so even if you host your, your course inside of Kajabi, or you mentioned Teachable Amy, even if you host your student portal inside of one of those, you know, course uh, platforms, I do still believe in having a, a separate email service provider that can connect to your um, student portal. That's so interesting. Yeah. And that's great advice. I love that. Uh, and, and the reason for that is really because those email service providers just give you more, um, they give you more streamlined automations. They have more advanced um, segmenting and tagging capabilities than some of these all-in-one platforms, at least today, you know, when we're recording six months from now, it might be different. <laughs> It's always changing. Yeah, it's always changing, yes. but you know, segmenting is going to become important when you are, are building your email list. So, you know, that's why I, I just recommend having an email service provider. Some of those you can start for free. They give you 14 day free trials. Some of them, I know ConvertKit allows you up to a thousand subscribers. I think it is, um, it's free still. So, you know, there are some free and, and paid tools um, available or low cost tools available to make your course creation journey more and stressful. Hold on one second. I'm going to have you repeat that last thing you just said because you're frozen again. Okay. Um, <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. I don't know what's happening with my internet. Um, okay. So the, the reason an email service provider is so important is because as we grow our email lists, we want a way to segment our audiences, especially for those people that might be a service-based business. And you might also have a coaching aspect of your business. You want a way to be able to segment the emails and the messages that you are sending out to your email service providers. And don't worry, you know, as you're just getting started, you don't have to have all this advanced segmenting, but the tool allows you to grow with your, it'll grow with your business. So that's, you know, really why I love just the training aspect of, you know, getting that CEO and making sure that you have an email service provider that can grow with you because the biggest pain is having to migrate all of your email service for or all of your email subscribers, you know, later on in the journey. No, I think that that's a really good advice. I love that you're saying, Hey, it's going to grow with you. What do you, so we have, what did you say? The deadline funnel, right? And then email, you have ConvertKit. You're going to share that link. I'll put that in the description so that if anybody wants to check out those things, they can click that link. And then do you have, do you have anything that's going on over in your world right now that you would like to share with the audience? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Amy, for the opportunity. For those that are interested in 
having a sustainable, profitable online course. Um, my community scale up squad is a 12 week coaching program where we're going to really take you through launching your course. And for most people they use an online program as a way to create a passive income stream. So at the end of this uh, 12 weeks, we actually transition you over to Evergreen as well, which is really cool for people that do have, you know, let's say you are a service-based business just like me, or you have another course in play that you are wanting to launch in the future, moving to um, and transitioning to an automated on-demand offer is what we um walk you through at the end. So it's it's really a lot of handholding, a lot of coaching by me. There is content inside of the program as well as hot seats and feedback. Um, so you can check that out at lizbor.com forward slash scale up if you are interested. Um, or you can find me on Instagram. I'm at lizbor underscore com if you have uh, any questions. Thank you so much. And to whoever, we tried our best with the internet. This was what the third try. Um, so I appreciate whoever's holding on. Um, and Liz, I thank you so much for all of the knowledge. I'm going to go check out some of your links myself for your 12 week course. Is that something that you, um, open and close or are you evergreen on that 12 week course? That is evergreen. So we have. So you're because, practicing what you preach. Is yes, that what you're I'm, telling me? I'm practicing <laughs> what I preach. Yes. <laughs> so great. anyone can enroll at any point. We have content that is available. It is an application process right now. So if you go to that link that I shared with you, you will see an application form only because, you know, I know what it takes to get you from a, a live course to an evergreen. And it's really important that you have. Um, that you apply and we can make sure that you're the perfect fit for, for this program. But once you are um, accepted, you can start, you know, right away and jump in. And I'm excited for anyone that might be interested to connect and share scale up with you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Amy. It was wonderful to chat with you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening in to The Amy Williams Show. For more about this episode or how you can start your own podcast, go check out theamywilliams.com. If you have a moment, would you please leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher? It's seriously one of the biggest compliments you could give. Also, come find me on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok using the handle at The Amy Williams Show. Can't wait to see you over there. And don't forget, you are not made for a small life. It's time for you to go after it and live out your purpose. See you next week.